Well, uh, yeah, you definitely bring up like several good points. Yeah. One, one being that um, I, it was further back, and so I'm going to backtrack a little bit. But I think that, back in um, the day, yeah, back in the exactly backtrack a little bit. Um, but uh, I think you know you brought up the sort of briefly the issue about. Um, in terms of, uh, I guess, quality control and presenters in themselves, um, <laughs> where where it's you know, I, I think that that's another sort of issue, that's a whole another issue and a whole another topic where it's that oh, you yeah. know, are, are are people actually are presenters actually concerned about um, you know giving good education or giving a good show? I mean, I feel like I like to do a little bit, you know, I like to be entertaining and educational mm-hmm. at the same time, but it's but I think you know that's that's a whole different. You know, sure. uh, can of worms, but it's uh, you know, are <laughs> presenters willing to sort of um, better themselves and better their their teaching? And you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that sometimes at some events, you know, there are people there that aren't really you know willing to better their teaching. They're not real willing to you know either be better better the teaching as in one of two things or both, which is great. Either better how how well they teach or better how well they they know their topic. And I think if you, you, know, you do, just if just, you do, just to mm-hmm. insert just insert something there, I think that mm-hmm. I think that actually. Um, remember you're talking about, you know, the difference, you know, presenters and, you know, uh, paying presenters the same. Mm-hmm. I, I think that just, that makes a big distinction between the guy who you, well, you happen to know how to do this. Could you just show us versus somebody who's really putting in the effort to actually teach? And, right. and that, that's a, you know, that's a big, dif- you know, dif- uh, you know, defining level. It's like, I know, um, Lee's been doing a, a teaching class thing, uh, the, did right. one this, yes. this weekend, which I actually heard very, very, very good, uh, reviews of, yes. uh, they tried doing one in, in Chicago that didn't go very well, which I actually understand why, because, you know, that won't go into, but yeah, you know, the learn, learning from those mistakes to do a better thing is, is one of the aspects of teaching. But, um, I, I think it is a, it's a very, very big, you know, distinction I see within the scene of those teachers, those people who are, who are bothering to up their game as it were. Right. And those who are going, well, I happen to be the guy who has a whip. Well, yeah, but do you know how to teach a whip? I mean, I do an, I do an incredible, uh, uh, uh whip class. I'm going to be doing it at, um, and I, this is no ego here. I do a really, <laughs> really good uh, whip class. My, 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 as I say, uh, when I do the class, you know, if, if you're just starting out, um, I, I'm going to give you everything you need to know in this one class. You won't, mm-hmm. you won't know it until, um, you know, six months from now or a year, but my class will give you everything you need to know. Now right. that comes from the fact that I've been throwing whips since 94. Right. I also have really worked on the class. I understand what I'm teaching and I've, I've upped that game. I've, I've watched other people who come in and do uh, whip classes and like, Oh, we're going to do this. And yes, they, they're okay, but they don't have that breadth of experience and they haven't put that kind of effort in. They just happen to be the guy with the whip. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, uh, on the whip class um, front, sure, sure. I went to a whip class uh, a few years from ago. Actually, I went to three whip, separate whip classes from one presenter at an event. And basically I, by the third one, I was I wanted to like bang my head against the wall. <laughs> basically, it was it was different. It, it was supposed to be like you know a beginner, intermediate, mm-hmm. advanced, and it was the same freaking class except one except one additional thing at the second class and two additional things at the third class. Right. So I want to be like. Well, you know, and it'd be one thing if, if, you know, it was a wonderful whip class where I learned so much, but basically it taught me things I knew already, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty freaking basic in my whip throwing. I'm, yes. I, I'm not impressed. I will agree with that. 
Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I, I, that's not I, an insult. I said I'm, yes. I'm agreeing with you. You, you're, yes. you have a very good assessment of your own abilities. That well, is, th- thank you, thank you. That's I mean, good. I, you know, you know what? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, when I take out my whip, I, you know, um, I'm hitting somebody, but I'm not hitting them in the way that's breaking skin, right. and then I'm, I'm good to go. But I, it was, it was just sort of the, the, it was, it was the fact that basically, you know, this person was presenting three classes that could have been done in maybe one and a quarter class, and sure. it, it was just like, yeah. But you know, but, but what you're saying, you know, which is that uh, I guess it brings you back to your point, which I have to agree with you that you know, events need to sort of decide now what what do they want? Do they want somebody who is actually dedicated to the to the art of being a presenter, to being an educator, or do they want somebody who could just show something? Sure. If if you know, and and that's what they have to decide. And and however they decide is fine. How they decide, but they need to sort of be consistent with that. Right. If if you're going to cool. be a national level event, I feel you need to sort of have people that mm. are. Um, dedicated to the craft of, of educating rather than just able to show something. I'll argue that only mm-hmm. – I'll, I'll, I'll actually add something to that and argue that actually okay. in some ways because like um, I've actually noticed a couple of events that I've um, put in for recently or actually have asked me to put in, have mm-hmm. actually asked me for references, which is an right. utter first for me. I'm like – Okay, you know, do you, you know who have you? And I'm like, I haven't, don't really have a, you know, like a a, a roster of people to contact because I've done so many events and right. you know, there's really no formality to it. So you know, I, I dug up some stuff from them, but uh, I know when it really didn't matter. They was just sort of like it was part of the form. Right, they were asking right, right, right. me to be there. They kind of know who the hell I am. Yes, but um, on the other hand. Um, I see. I have a problem with it was something that I ran into recently, which was there. There's a I've been around enough to watch cycles. And right now there's an interesting cycle where you have a lot of people who are getting into, they're trying to get into the presenter. I want to be that paid presenter. I want to be the guy. I want to be, Uh and they want to make some money out of it or whatever, you know, but you're getting into almost a cult of teaching. You know, I I went, I went to, I had, I was at a little thing with a number of people who were looking to do some of this and I'm being very nebulous about it because there's no reason to con- to connect it to anything, but right, just right. The, the it was this discussion about teaching, and the discussion was there was a small group of the group, this little group they were talking, who had some form of teaching background. Now, when you actually broke down their teaching background, yeah, they covered a lot of ranges. You know, uh, one one did sound, you know, one was an audiologist, one was, you know, had taught uh, some, you know, college, etc. Mm-hmm. When you really looked at what they what their background were, they weren't really. You know, they 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 done some teaching, but they weren't like like done teaching, 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 teaching. You know, right? And they were so throwing around certain structures of teaching structures and certain level type structure stuff in teaching that it had nothing to do with what we were teaching or how to teach. It had to do with if you didn't know these buzzwords, you were not a part of this conversation. Right, right. And I threw, I tried throwing in, you know, what I knew, and I, you know, I, I kind of got this yes and. Almost like a you know yes yes young child and 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 that's very nice next and I just like hey you fucking assholes now the, the, this is a problem that I always see where we as uh, presenters in the scene etc because again like well, there's no fucking accredita- accreditation to, uh, accreditation to any of this shit right you know 
Uh, there is no, you know, I do not go to the BDSM school to get my certificate in BDSM <laughs> and whip drawing or whatever, you know. I, I'm going to make up some of those certificates now. I, yeah, we should I do think. that, actually. That'd be kind of fun, you know, the, you know, the, the, the uh, Miskatonic school of, of yes. whip throwing. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. I could, threw my whip, whip against Cthulhu or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Our instructor, Yag Sagoth of, yes, of, exactly. <laughs> you know, the Japanese robot, rope bondage class, you know, yes. he, he studied with he studied with Kanoko, yeah. But um, yes. <laughs> eh, <laughs> well, I think I've just started an entire Mimi or something. But he, um, anyway, the point I was trying to make is is that um, we can add and learn elements to help us do these things. And do we have those things to actually teach? I mean, I've seen a lot of people come up with stuff like, how many freaking flogging classes are there? Um, and how many of them actually give you anything past the one one? It's like, like, look, I have my two. I have two whip classes. I'm not adding a third whip class. Mm-hmm. My first one is my basic whip class. My second one is my um, intermediate advanced class, which is simply, really, it amounts to uh, me talking and then uh, about whips, discussing specific structure type things right. and what we're doing, and then having everyone show me what they can do, and then we work on your form. Now. The reason being is, is that in order to learn how to throw, okay, the basics of learning how to throw are 101. Once you've learned them, there is no 102. Uh, right. 102, when I, when I was learning how to throw, I was going to a lot of um, uh, Fraser's events and also Greg's events. I was going to um, uh, Camp Crucible. I was going to Leather Retreat. And I had originally gone when the two of them were, were working together. So it gives you an idea of my time frame if you know any of that history. But... <clears throat> at the top of the hill was this one guy who would teach the 101 class. At the bottom of the hill, because this is the camp and there was a hill, you know, <laughs> the the area they do the teaching was all the way top. Um, at the bottom of the hill, you had the crackheads. The crackheads were the guys who'd been throwing whips. They'd all taken the 101 classes, you know, either the last year or, you know, years ago. And they'd been throwing since. And it's a practice thing. And they'd be going like, hey, Watch this. I got this new whip. I can do clip, boom, 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 boom. And they do this wacko combination of shit. And you're like, wow, that's cool, man. Let me try that. You know, <laughs> and it's, and that's how, that's the 102 class. And there's, there's no seriousness to it other than working on the, your form and, and going past a certain point. Um, you want to learn a throw? Hey, watch somebody do it. If you, if you've already gone through the 101 and you're already comfortable enough that mostly your basics are, um, like like air, you know, they're like walking. You just do them without thinking. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to be able to look at what that guy's doing and go, "Oh, I see. You do this, this, and this." And to a certain degree, I, I think of that in rope as well. Although rope, you know, I mean, there's the basics: how to tie knots. Then there's how to do basics harnesses. Once you get past those, then you know the 101 becomes the 102 becomes you know you, you know watching somebody like Zamil and then picking up six six or seven things that he does. Simply because you were watching, you know, and or taking uh, uh, like uh, uh, Mark deviates. Um, uh, what's that diagonal diagonal harness that he does? The uh, do you know the name of that? Oh, the Hishi Hojo thing, Mababer. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah. Which each year he did that. He did it in. He 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 taught another a little more and a little more of it. And and here's somebody who yeah he knows it by. Uh, muscle memory. I mean, the biggest problem with, with like rope and stuff like that is it's muscle memory. So in order to actually teach stuff like that, you actually have to kind of almost pull it back and 
rediscover what you did. Like I would say in my rubber classes, um, I'm going to talk, watch my fingers. My fingers are going to do an entirely different class because what I think I'm doing is not what my hands mm-hmm. are doing. Cause my muscle memories, you know, if, if I stop talking, my hands go and do it. If I start talking, sometimes I can't even tie the knot because my muscle memory ties it. My mouth does not. And right. I remember I was, I, I went to two of, of Mark's classes and Mark, Mark's Australian. His, 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 he's a really cool guy. His, um, uh, he's phenomenal. You know, he's, he's practiced in Japan. He's got, uh, uh, an incredible rope bottom who makes him look awesome, but he does really good work to make her look awesome. But his, um, he's, he's not, I won't say he's a great teacher. He's, he's an okay teacher. His, his, his accent is an issue. It's a little impenetrable. His, um, he's showing you stuff and kind of assuming sometimes that you know this. Which is, you know, it's whatever. You're at Shibarakon, whatever. But what's interesting about it is the first year I saw it was he taught it A, B, and C, and then left out D, E, and F. Why, God, what the hell? I thought I turned all that, all that stuff off. Hang on a second. Uh, I want to turn off, uh, make sure my sound doesn't go up. That is, like, weird. My sound has changed suddenly. Okay. <laughs> Which is weird. Hang on. Uh, sound... Uh, sound effects, internal speakers, uh, put it to digital out. There we go. Ha ha. No, it won't, uh, it won't sound at all. Um, anyway, uh, what I was trying to say is, is that, um, uh, he left out certain things that he, in his, in his mind, you know, didn't think about because he thought they were. Well, you should know this. You know, it's like, this is, you'd know this. The second year he did it, uh, and it's, what the fuck? Okay, hang on a second. Are you, did you hear that, by the way? The digital- no, I didn't. Okay. No, that was broke, broken up. Okay, let me just, let me quit out of this a second. Yeah. Okay, anyway. So, um, anyway, what I was saying was he, um, uh, the second year he did it, you know the little uh, twists that lock each one? Right. Okay. So he did everything, and then he just did the twists, but he never explained which direction the twists went. That was like he 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 covered you know he covered A B C D, and now he did E and F, but he didn't do the twists. And I was fascinated by it because um, that was the one thing everyone got stuck on in the class, where you you know you go okay you do this you do this you go this way you go that way, uh, and then each time he do the thing he just do the lock, and he never explained whether you had to go right or left. Uh huh. And that was what was confusing everyone else. And it's like each year that I saw him do it, he'd add a little bit more, a little bit more as either people, I think, complained or he figured, oh, maybe I should show this part, you know. And that's a large part of, you know, A, understanding the material you're teaching, especially if you're getting into a 102. Uh-huh. And, you know, being able to break it down properly so people can understand it. And also, are they, um, you know, how much of it are you actually teaching or are you showing, you know, like, well, you just do this blah, 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 and expecting people to catch up to it. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, either it's a skill you have or you don't have it or you can learn it. You know, um, I, it was funny. I did, when I took the second year, I, I, I finally got it. I like for sh- I can't remember the, the, the harness for shit. Cause I, I haven't really practiced it. Uh-huh. But what was funny is when I did it, I, I uh, found that I, I got dyslexic and he's, you know, I did it and it was right to left instead of left to right. 
Uh-huh. So he comes over to try and help me with something, and it took us like about two minutes to figure out. Like he's this, I might this isn't this is this is making any sense. You know, it's like it looks right, but it's not right. Right. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm just rambling here. So yeah, right. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a hard thing to I think to again we we don't have really a um, a teaching school, and I think that it's a rare teacher who really learns how to teach. And also manages to stay away from being from falling into the trap of you know the the fetishism of of teaching. I mean, part of, I have a lot of teachers in my family, and and it's so I have a background of how teachers learn. And mm-hmm. when I was a kid, there used to be a uh, teachers help center actually right next door to me. Uh, this is when I grew up in Soho, and I used to go in there, and it was fascinating watching them teach teachers how to teach. And when I've seen people try and do that in the scene, I, I, I get very annoyed because I, I, like, I look at it and go, like, you're fetishizing teaching. You're not actually teaching teachers to teach. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, well I mean, I, I think like, uh, you know, several things. Uh, I have a teaching background. I, I used to teach, but I right. don't teach now. And I think, you know, um, what you how you teach and what you teach to say public school children there the relation between what you need to know to do that and what you need to know to teach adults something kink related is you know apples and oranges yes where where a lot of what you need to know to teach a um you know elementary school is classroom management which you know some of that is effective for kink related stuff sure. but at the end of the day you need to realize these are kids who do not want to be in your class <laughs> <laughs> learn what you want to teach them, and you have to teach them it anyways. Yeah. At, at a kink event, these people are here. They want to know what you want to do, and possibly they're turned on by what you're doing. So you, so it's it's you know it's apples and oranges. Sure, sure, but sure, sure. I, I do think you know a lot of the, some of the skills you, you would learn being you know teaching in another context is what you what is important and would you know be useful for uh, teaching kink. But you know I don't think yeah like you like you said originally you know right. The beginning, you don't need to know a bunch of buzzwords. You don't need to know about how you know uh, the child development and how they learn. Um, it is important <laughs> to, to to realize like uh, there's you know there's different uh, different ways people learn, and that's important for kink yes. kink events. But but yeah, but um, I, I think also you know sort of uh, off of you know, what you're talking about as well. I think, you know, especially with something like Mark's class or something I have problems with in my classes often is the fact that um, I think events and presenters, and it's hard for me to do, but prevent presenters um, need to, um, when they have a, re- have a skill requirement for their classes, they need to hold the attendees up to that. Because, oh, you know, you're saying in your partial suspension class someone comes in and they don't know to do a square knot. Well, I'm pretty sure you would put down in your partial suspension class, you must, need, you must know this before you come to my class. Sure. And um, I've had a lot of trouble, and I've had trouble internally um, deciding when I've done a class. Like, for example, um, I've done classes about the Boston where I taught a harness. Now, in order to know this harness, I said you need to come either come to my one-on-one class where I teach you a one-column tie and a two-column tie, or you need to know how to do that already. I've had trouble where I've noticed at the end of a class, I've been like, shit, I spent 20 minutes teaching people one-column ties when they should have just, you know, got out of bed early and came to my earlier class. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, 
it, it's hard for me as a presenter to be like, you know, you know what, maybe this class isn't for you. And I definitely do respect people, and there are a few people I know who will tell attendees that, but I've had trouble doing that because I sort of, I don't know, I always feel like, oh, they're in my class, they're here to see me, and I want to, you know, make sure they get a good experience. But I think, you know, at a, at a whole, the, 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 you know, the kink event community being uh, organizers and presenters need to say, sorry, you know what? You're not following what's here. If you want to sit and watch and that's how you learn, that's fine, but I'm not going to take 15 minutes to teach you a one-column tie that you're having a tr- – that you're not even understanding after I taught you and it should take you about like, you know – Two min- I'm trying to, right. do, to do it in one minute because that's how long it takes me to do it, and you're taking 15 minutes of my class time going over a topic you should have known already for this. And you know, and it, it's fine sure. if there if there is no um, if there's nothing in the class notes to say you need to know this. Then sure, I don't go into the class expecting that I need to know anything. But when it says that, you know, I find it sort of disrespectful to the attendees and the presenter to to you know. To go in not prepared for the class. It's like when a class also says bring X amount of rope, unless you intend to just watch or just, you know, sit there and enjoy, um, you know, bring the rope. Sorry, I don't I don't have enough rope for everybody. And in fact I don't really want some people using my personal rope. <laughs> it's it's my personal rope right. for a reason, you know? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. I mean I, I've gotten into I, I'm I'm very much in especially in the, I mean like if it's a beginning class, it's one thing. I mean, I, I joke that my beginning classes are entirely geared towards whoever shows up. But when you mm-hmm. start getting a little more advanced or you're trying to teach somebody like, you know, uh, uh, wrist cuffs or certain things, yeah, there's a certain, you know, here are what you need to know. I mean, uh, somebody asked me very specifically why, why I asked for a minimum of six ropes. And I said, because if you're going to do anything in this class, this is a minimum. And I asked this for almost all my classes, and they says, well, why all, you know, whether it's a larger or, or a, a, lar- you know, a beginning class or a not beginning classes, well, one, if you can follow these instructions, you're going in, you're a beginner, you now have a rope set. Okay. If you can't follow these instructions, you don't. Right. If you can follow these instructions, you're, you know, it's almost like, you know, can you pass this test before you show up? And, like, I, I just did a, uh, a beginning class at, uh, uh, was it, um, Passionel in Philly, which is really awesome space. They do classes and everything. Um, Kelly is really fantastic. Hey, you met, I think you met Kelly at, uh, uh, you know, you know, Kelly, uh, I'm so- Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. She's not, Callie. not, not Kelly yes, uh, King Academy, but Kelly from Passionel. Yes, in, I do. Okay, okay. And she's, she's a lot of fun. And, um, the space is fantastic. They actually, it's one of the, one, I, one better experience I've, I've had, working with, you know, like a sex place or a sex shop to do mm-hmm. a class. In. But it was a beginning class. So I got a range of people and some people follow the instructions. Some people sort of follow the instructions. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to what you're saying about, you know, partly about what you're saying about people, you know, they want to be there. And I'll, I'll argue that to a certain degree. We, we have a lot of people who, Hey, it's sexy. It's fun. It's easy. Now note the word, the last word, it's easy. Right. And, you know, they're coming to have a sexy, good time. Oh, really learn something? You know, in some ways, they're all they're expecting you to learn is like maybe the, you know, the ha- Texas handcuff. They don't even know that. Okay. Right. Um, they don't realize there's more. And like my beginning class for in rope is, is basically, you know, if everyone shows up and they actually know something, we're actually going to do something. If they... If we're starting with knots, we're going to start with knots. And I have little tricks and everything to, to sneak people into learning to get what they they want. 
You know, mm-hmm. here's this, here's that. And from that class, I know that I'm going to get an, at least a percentage of people are going to want to come to my next class because they, wow, I really want to learn this. Others are like going to go, oh, okay, now I can tie you to the bed, hun. That's all I need to know, you know. Um, but you look at the range of people and there's a lot of people, even the ones who are intent, who are just not, um, they're not aware of that what we're, what we're teaching actually has roots and mm-hmm. also has needs. Um, and it, it's when you start getting, when you start giving, uh, more advanced classes, I find that you have that same mindset. I mean, the only time I find that falls away to a certain degree is when mm-hmm. you, you're at a, like a bound in Boston or a Shabaricon. And the reason for that is the event itself acts as its own, um, its own filter because, mm-hmm. you know, most people are like, wow, I'm, I, I'm not even good enough to go to a, a Shabaricon or bound in Boston. Cause you know, even a bound in Boston is very much a, a intro event. I've noticed that you're getting a much higher caliber of people because you already, you already, Hey, I already like this. You know, yeah. you're not as much getting people going like, oh, I didn't know anything about road, so I decided to show up. You're getting people who are like, well, I've been tying up my boyfriend or my girlfriend for a couple of years or a year, and I want to up my game now. So you're getting right. that person who's already done the homework, you know, whereas going to Passion Now, it's a beginning class, and I'm getting the gamut of, oh, I'm you're going to teach me everything I need to know to have a really hot scene this Friday. And I'm like, well, I'll show you a few tricks. Whether you're going to use it in your scene this weekend, I don't know. Um, and I did actually, when I did it, I was actually interested. I, was, I, I had this one gentleman who was very, you know, he'd come because he was, he's, uh, you know, dominant and he's, he wants to be a, uh, you know, this, he wants to add this to his war chest and he's got the scene and he's got, you know, basically he had all the right and wrong reasons for being there uh-huh. because he was looking for an immediate fix. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to make him the rope God that he's going to use in the scene. He's going to have with this girl in the next couple of weeks. And he's, you know, so he can impress her with his, his rope pose as a dominant man, you know, and you're like, eh, let me show you one or two things, but right. I think you, the, the leather cuffs are downstairs, you know? And then on the you know the the other end of the gamut was a girl who is somebody somebody who is very into rope you know she's like ooh discovered she really liked rope and the person she was playing with who really wanted to be was okay being there but really rope was not their thing but they were willing right. to learn you know and then you from there you had the entire gamut of you know people who just came in for a little slap and tickle, you know, to, to use the English phrase, um, people who were there who really didn't know how to tie their shoelace, you know, mm-hmm. and I got everyone to do something, you know, and by the end, everyone had done, had done a little bit of everything. Some were like, wow, I want to continue. Some were like, this is cool. Some, everyone had fun, you know, and, you know, you know, the class was a no stress class, but it, it's, it's getting the, you know, getting people to have the intent to want to learn certain things. And I think that, you know, the scene itself, um, you know, on one hand, it, it kind of fluffs the education element of it. It's like, we all talk education, but most people really are just looking for, you know, well, how do I enhance my sex life? You know, I, I don't want to become the rope master. I don't want to become the whip master. And, you know, outside of buying a flogger and some cuffs and, you know, learning how to spank and maybe a cane, there really isn't much 
that isn't, you know, a little technical. You do need to learn how to tie a knot. You do need to extend yourself a little to, to learn how to throw a whip. I mean, financially alone, I mean, throwing a whip is, is expensive because uh, you got to buy a whip. Um, you know, investing in a rope set is not cheap in and of itself. Um, you know, and I, I, I think, I think that, um, you know, a lot of events, a lot of, uh, um, teaching style events, or even, I don't know, I want to say teaching, but a lot of events in general, um, their concern is getting people in and making people happy. Teaching is secondary. And I think that reflects in, you know, the resources we have for it, you know, that you and I, you know, receive. And I'm not even just talking about like, like, um, uh, Hey, hey, hey Dove, blah, blah, blah. um, you're, you are breaking up a lot. I am. So oh, actually yeah, you're, you're coming through. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, it's interesting because actually you're saying you're coming through fantastic. So, oh, well, well yeah. I am fantastic. Okay. So. What, what was the last, okay. What was the last stuff you heard? Um, uh, about the guy, uh, wanted to be Dom Lee and Oh God, him. that just lost a whole segment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, okay. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, we can cut that part, you know, in any case, it was, it was Dove rambling again, but, oh, well, you yeah, know, it's, that's, that's your yeah. show. That's your show. It is. It is. Yes, it is. Dove rambles. But, um, anyway, um, yeah, but actually, let's let's shift off the topic because we've been doing okay. we've been we doing education for a while. Okay. But uh, actually, hang on a second. Don't go anywhere. Okay. I got to get something. Hang on. Where were we? So um, yeah, no, I mean it's, it, the teaching the teaching topic alone is is it goes on forever and ever. Yes, and ever and forever. Ever. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's uh, there was that whole. I mean, how, how many times have we seen this flare up on uh, Fet Life and everyone going, "Hey, teaching, teaching, teaching." But, oh yeah, uh, basically, yeah, definitely. Definitely gets brought up a ton. Look what I got for my birthday. Oh, let me see. Wait, move it over a little bit. Sorry, right. you. there's a ah. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, showing Madelio. Good Japanese porn. Yay, Japanese porn. There we go. Japanese bondage. There we go. <laughs> a bit upside down. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. It's great to uh, watch porn over Skype, I guess, or yeah. watch book porn over Skype. That's yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. definitely a <laughs> unusual experience for me. Yeah, but um, <laughs> no, I mean let's let's talk. You know, I mean, um, yeah, actually, let's. Okay, having small break there. Uh, yeah. Let's. I'll cut this portion out. Um, let's, uh, I mean, is there anything you want to talk about in, uh, Japanese bondage or anything interesting or just, um, I, not really in particular. I mean, that was sort of <laughs> issue on, on my mind. Um, you know, and like we've done a fairly long episode already. I don't know. If, Only an if, hour. I mean, yeah. Eh, well, yeah. The Dovecast is, is, is a long running show. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I tend to break up things into like about two, two or three episodes depending on the person. Yeah. 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 But, um, uh, I, I mean, nothing really Japanese bondage specific. I mean, honestly, I have not been trying to read anything Japanese bondage. Like, I, I, I've stopped following. Actually, today, I, while while waiting uh, on the computer, I removed most of the Japanese bondage groups or most of bondage groups from my FetLife. Uh, Why? What's because, up? Because well, because um, I'm you know, it's basically the same argument over and over, oh. over and over again. <laughs> And, like, you know, I don't feel like anybody's going anywhere with it. And uh, the people who I want to read stuff about bondage with are on my friends list for the most part. Um, 
it, you know, it's, it, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you find it frustrating, but I find it frustrating sort of the same topic. Is it Takata Kote safe? Well, you know, it depends. Is it, you know what? Like that's a, that's a ridiculous, ridiculous well, argument because it's safe for some people. It's not safe for other right. people. It could be safe for somebody one time, but not another time. You, you know, it's, it's a I – don't, I don't know. And it's just that or, you know – um, a some kind of backlash about somebody thinking that their you know their bondage is you know is Japanese and someone else's isn't or why do you say my Jap- my bondage isn't Japanese and <laughs> it's just like you know I, I feel like uh, right now on FetLife I want to fo- look at stuff that's funny I want to talk to my friends but I do that mostly on Twitter yeah. anyways so it's uh, you know it's well actually what you yeah. just brought up is actually pretty cool because. Um uh, was it, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I used to be very heavy on the, uh, ARA list. Yes. Uh, yeah. Until I finally realized that my entire responses to the ARA list at that point were after a certain point was do, a, do a search for my name, find the argument, you know, cause it was yeah. like, we'd, we'd argued everything to death and it was like, Oh, how do I prep my rope? Do, do a search for right. prepping right. rope or Jasper master. There you go. You know, yeah. And, and they go, Oh, thank you. Um, actually I saw what I think was the best new, um, question actually. Um, okay. what's his name? Uh, um, it's in uh, rope victims or whatever it is. It's the one that, oh, rope, uh, is rope victims. Yes. Right, I that, follow that group now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, 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 uh What's his name? Uh, uh, Larry actually came up with it. Uh, Rough uh, Mercies. Rough yes. Mercies, yeah. Which was not, is a TK safe, but do you like the TK? Yes, yeah. I saw that. I haven't responded to that, but I do. I do. That That is a, a much better question. I love that because the thing is. Or with, is, is, the, is the TK awesome? Yeah. Which is and, yeah. Well, well the, thing, the thing with it was just the fact that I, I've, um, uh, I mean, when I got in the scene, Remember, you know, I've, I've talked on this podcast a lot about, you know, mm-hmm. when I started doing Japanese bondage back then, it was like nobody really knew what was happening. We we're looking at books and, you know, all we had was pictures. And when we started, we had the front pictures and they were a little small and they didn't show you very much. And you thought you had to do, you know, everything with one piece of rope. And then they showed the back and you saw the, the big knot and you didn't, we were like, wow, what the fuck knot is that? And then finally they showed a close and you're like, oh, wait a minute, it's lots of little knots. Oh, lots, we use short lengths. Okay. Um, but there was another aspect to this, which was way back when all we ever used were, um, was the, uh, Hishi diamond harness. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because it was the only thing anyone knew and people knew how knew about the TK, but they didn't know how to tie it. So everyone would tie and tie it from both ends. It, it would be very loose. You know, you, you wouldn't understand how to, you know, it's like people, when I was originally taught it, I was taught that the rope holding the two arms together was the part that kept the person in there. It wasn't until I, you know, I started using it. I said, wait a minute, it's not that. It's the two the ropes on either side that keep the arms moving out. That's what actually keeps the person in place. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was, a no, there was no understanding of how the structure worked. Now, we're talking 93 onwards. Now, I've been doing this before 93. I mean, I've been tying things up and, and looking at Japanese bondage since way before that. But... Yeah, you know, that was my formal where I'm now out in the real world meeting people who have the same interest who are all going, hey, uh, let's try this. And there was a point where everyone got so utterly, putridly sick of the hishi because you go to any Japanese bondage class, 
you know, Midori would come into town. We're doing Japanese bondage. What do we learn? The he, she. Right. You know, what are we doing? The he, she. What, what's in this classic? The he, she. You know, it, it was like, it was like Japanese bondage was entirely taken up by a fucking body net. I mean, it was, it was fucking like, <laughs> you know. yes. And I love the TK, but what I find interesting, it, I actually, I, I responded to the thread because, uh, Mecha Kate, uh, you know, Kate, uh, uh, talked about the fact that it, well, you know, yes, it's great part. It can be a great part of a scene, but the tie itself, oh my God, do I really need to be tied up with another TK? Do something different. And the point of that, which I, I find interesting is that what we've, we've reached a point in the Western knowledge of Japanese bondage that Japanese bondage is a system. There's a lot of little elements. You put all the elements together, you have Japanese bondage. You know, you know, you have TKs. You have, you know, uh, you know, frogging the legs. And I'm, I'm not using any of the Japanese words, but just the general gist of them. And how you put that together, you create a great, you know, a great tie. And you know, there's a traditional way, whatever that is. And there's the, you know, whatever you're doing right now, because well, you want to fuck the girl or the guy, and you need access, so you're going to do the tools you use, the tools you need. Mm-hmm. But it's that element that people I've also noticed have gotten so stuck on doing the TK. It's like go to all the classes I go to, and like, okay, go to B and you know, go to Bound Boston, and you know, the class, the first thing everyone type pulls out is the chest harness TK. Okay, and. It's, you know, we're all doing one-on-one classes, but then everyone is just doing TKs and nobody's doing anything original with it or interesting. It's just, okay, guys, all the parts go together. Don't just do the TK. Sounds like a rhyme, you know? (laughs) And um, I'm like, wow, we're at that point again. You know, it's like now do something different. Um, uh, I I find it funny that, like, I I like doing the the five-banded... was it the uh, uh, arm cuff thingy that uh, that I've been teaching for my, my the arm binder the Japanese arm binder? Thing, okay, the one of, that Leon does. Uh, the one that Leon's works one, one, two, three, four, five. You know, it's like the five bands up. I think it's just, okay. I, if that's the one, I think I taught it to Leon. So okay, well maybe not. It's not to think of something different. Okay, what I'm doing is basically it's it's you're you're starting. Okay, right. No, it's different. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Hojo. It's the Hojo style one. Yes. Okay. And, it, you know, it starts off with the loop around the wrist. Instead of doing the the tie-off, you're dragging around and pulling so it locks. Right. So if you pull on it, it gets tighter. And watching people's eyes light up because, oh, my God, it's not the TK, you know. Right. And, it, you know, it, 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 you know it, it, it's funny that we've we've come full circle to that. And... You know, the fact that after, like you said, you know, all the stuff, I mean, the people, like, I, I'm going to have a blast hanging out with uh, uh, Wicked Dave at Bound in Boston, you know, because, you know, I, taught, I did a podcast with him. I, I want to pick his brain, okay? Um, but 99% of what I keep seeing on FET, I don't even look at ARA. I mean, ARA comes in once in a blue moon, I look at it if there's, you know, somebody points me to something. But it's like... Uh, yeah, whatever. You know, it, it's so been covered. Um, safety is not an issue. I mean, you're tying somebody up. You have to learn how to, you know, if, if you don't understand rope safety, arguing the safety of a tie is entirely useless. Mm-hmm. Because it depends on the person. I mean, I can tie some people up, and I know you can tie some people. Hell, you, you live with somebody I can tie up, who uh, <laughs> you're marrying somebody I can tie up, who, I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, there's shit I can do with, with a rope and her 
that, um, you know, will kill anybody else. Right. I mean, um, you know, what was the thing when we were, I was about, uh, at, uh, you know, Jerry last time. I mean, I'm doing a Hojo tie on her and then dragging her cr- around by her neck. I mean, she's mm-hmm. got, she's got, you know, she has necks falling like bull, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it, it's, you know, most other people would have passed out and, and or, you know, be calling the cops, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, arguing is a Hojo tie safe? Well, it depends. You know, are you putting it on Conan or are you putting it on Twiggy? Um, right. Inherently, no. <laughs> right. You know, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, but that's, it's the endless repetition of that, that argument. You know. 